0: Hey, Michael.
1: How are Hi, you? We are episode thirty-six. 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 And if you add those two numbers together, they always add up to nine, and that's nine. like a good omen. You know what it I mean? It is a
0: good omen. I saw Rocky <laughs> three when I was nine.
1: Did you really?
0: Yes, I did.
1: I did. You, know, when I was nine years old, I was getting pounded by the neighborhood bully. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was getting pounded into the dirt, and Rocky hadn't come into my life yet. It was the $6 million man, Aww. Superman, Zorro, and the Lone Ranger. Yeah, none of them are none of them are happening. But anyways, Stacy, where, where are we broadcasting from? I mean, we have a snorkel. I mean, this is something, this is extraordinary. I mean, we are in a location right now that myth has been made from. I mean, this is incredible. We a,
0: it's beautiful around here. It Look really he, is. Yes. I mean,
1: the... the <laughs> The history that we are broadcasting live from the fallen city of Atlantis. Yes. This is, this is incredible. I think this may be our home. I yes. think so. We're snorkeling,
0: do. snorkeling down to Atlantis. Yes, we're
1: saying exactly, <laughs> exactly. We found a little air pocket and somehow we managed to bring all of our crap with us mm-hmm. and keep it dry. I Let mean, it looks up? like we're, it looks like I'm back home in my Rocky room, so yeah.
0: I know Let's, it was an amazing job you've done there underwater.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It's very tough, too, because the, the hammer slows down with the velocity of the water, with the nailing and everything. It's very, very difficult, very difficult. But, my, you know, that's OK. We're we're here. We're we're making it. Hey, listen, how's your week been?
0: uh it's crazy i am i'll be honest (laughs) i'm like so mike help me up with this episode because i am buried in cardboard and packing in boxes and so i i'm our guest who's coming is fantastic and you guys know each other well so he's going to be a great interview coming up in just a second yeah Um, i'm excited so yeah i i am going to be leaning on michael for this one this week um and you had some really cool posts you're reading scripts you're Reading the scripts, they're available. Rocky 2, 1, 2, 3 is available uh,
1: Yeah, one, one has been. And just like the other day, two three and four have been released now for free on script slug nice and um uh, somebody that follows me on my instagram said hey mike you gotta check this out and he sent me the links i went right over and i i read rocky two yesterday and for me the whole reason i one of the core reasons (laughs) out of necessity and needing to pay for my bills uh, that i started my tours was because uh when you see the rocky sites for the first time you can only see them once for the first time right and there was such a high i got off of that so when i see these sites again through the eyes of the people that take the tours it's i get kind of like a, a second wind a second high over it yeah. and that's what happened to me yesterday i sat down i had other plans but then i said oh my god this rocky two script was out and i sat and i read the whole thing from start to finish and i got I'd, i'll tell you i got very emotional i i cried at certain parts of it i mean i cried masculine you know (laughs) i was bench pressing a buick while i was crying (laughs) i you know i was i was taking out terrorists when i was reading this you know but uh i it did get me it it was fantastic because there are these little scenes in it that are really um hard to come by you can't really um Go back. I don't. I the, I know these scenes are still out there. I know that they exist. And someday, I hope that Sly has the power to pull them out yes. and and maybe put them on his Instagram and maybe maybe talk about that. I think that would be brilliant. I really do. Yeah. Now, some of the scenes I wrote down. Uh, some of the scenes and what they are. So the script that that they have out there is is revised. Uh, July thirteenth, uh, nineteen seventy eight. And I'll jump. The, the opening is basically the same. When Rocky tells Adrian to go home, he's going to be busy healing in the hospital for a little while. Pauly and Adrian walk out to the parking lot to, to get a cab uh, mm-hmm. of the hospital. And Pauly is now nervous that Rocky's going to ask her to marry him and uh, she's going to leave him. And Paulie's going to be left behind. And so Pauly has this one line that I thought was very Pauly esque. Um, you rough? You ain't got the same attic. In other words, they think very yeah. differently. So Paulie's okay. trying to put the kibosh to this. Right. And then, you know, Adrian goes back and forth and he demands that she get in the car and she doesn't want it. And he goes, get in the car, I says. And I love what he put, as on. I says, I like, says. I just I love that. Right. <laughs> and so she refuses and she says, go home, Paulie. She gives him a kiss. All right. Next scene is. um you know, the scene where Paulie is asking for the job and yeah. he, he talks at the whole scene with Paulie and Rocky at his bedside that replaced Paulie with Gazzo. Mm-hmm. Gazzo has this scene instead of Paulie. And then the nurse comes in and kicks Gazzo out. And Gazzo Sly wrote this really cool thing. And it's Gazzo talking to the nurse. And he says, Hey, let me explain the situation. Here's the situation. Rocky Balboa is a relative of mine. And that should mean visiting privileges in any language. <laughs> right. And I just thought, <laughs> but the nurse was having none of it. She kicks him out. That's right. right. Those Name nurses. L- <laughs> those nurses, Stacy, you nurses <laughs> kicking ass all the time. So the next, the next deleted scene was uh Rocky's room after he talks to Creed. Did you give me your best? Yeah, man. Of course mm, I did. Right. All right. right. So Here's the description. Rocky re-enters his room, uh, moving stiffly towards the bed. He sees a silhouette moving beside the bed. It's Adrian. And she says, I couldn't find a cab. In other words, she wasn't going to go anywhere. She stayed by his
0: side. Right.
1: All right. Um, Out of the hospital, the agent's telling them, you got to move fast while things are still hot. There was no tiger cage um, uh, asking for marriage. That wasn't written. That wasn't in there. Yeah, right. that
0: was a happy accident considering your yeah. Yeah. first date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So then they go right to the church. They go right to, to the church with Father Carmine. And the interesting thing here is that he had like 30 people were there at the original scenario, friends oh. and family, or whatever. 30 people. And I thought, hmm, okay. So uh, anyways, then um then when uh, we see Rocky right after that, you know, they get the car and the the yep. t- tiger jackets so on. And then Rocky goes to meet the mayor. And of course they're mugging at city hall back and forth. The mayor gives him an award. And then the press says, Rocky, now that you're retired, what are you going to do? And of course, Rocky says, uh, maybe I'll run for mayor. And I, I <laughs> thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, then Rocky uh, in Rocky's nature, he takes Adrian shopping uh, for a lot. So it's, it's broken up through maybe a quarter of the script. Like he buys her clothes and he buys her this, he buys her that. And he, so he's spending too much money on her. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Adrian kind of knows that, but he just wants (laughs) her to have everything that, because he never thought he could get her anything. All right. Right. Um, right. Here's something that I learned reading this. When Rocky's in the street playing stickball with the kids.
0: Oh, I like that. Yes.
1: All right. I thought rocky used to say once he hits the ball and it goes up over the houses i thought rocky said now i know they weren't no waste as in mm-hmm. he was referring to the swings as a kid that he took they yeah. were not wasted swings that's not what he says here's what he says oh. now i know the day weren't no waste in other words oh, he hit a yeah. home run with stickball so it was a good day
0: yeah yeah Did i go
1: yeah, that makes more sense. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it does. That's like me trying to interpret Michael Jackson's song. You know, if we ever get Sue on here, uh, back on here to talk or whatever, you should ask her how what I think Michael Jackson sings. Like the one song, um, I want to sing the song that Michael sang. Yeah. All right, it's a. I want to sing this song that Michael sang. That's what I thought they sang, but they say some other thing, you know. And I, because I'm a horrible, I cannot sing. Unlike our next guest, uh, uh, coming up, this guy can rap, sing. Yes, he can. (laughs) He he can do everything. I've even watched him bench press Godzilla at one point. This guy, (laughs) this guy's got it all. He's got the mental (laughs) and physical thing going. All right, let me finish up with these. Um, uh, Rocky steps to his. Oh, okay. So here's the funny thing. There uh, Rocky does a lot of the reading, those novels he reads to Adrian on his back steps in his yard mm-hmm. at his row mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And we we never saw that they were always in bed or in the hospital. So I thought that was kind of, that would have been kind of interesting, Rocky in the little backyard.
0: Right.
1: Then they go looking for um baby furniture, and Rocky's there with the hat and the tiger coat and everything. Yeah, and Adrian suggests to the sales lady black baby furniture. Mm -hmm. and the sales lady goes are you crazy this is insane and she goes well that's rocky's favorite color rocky feels a little self-conscious by the sales lady and he goes well maybe we could get something lighter how about like brown (laughs) (laughs) and i thought i just thought that was very rocky-esque like technically it's lighter you know so that, that was kind of funny um then okay let's see here uh Here's something I, I wrote you yesterday about this. The conversation in the basement yeah. at the heavy bag, that whole thing, Adrian going back to work, Rocky getting fired yeah. that originally took place at a Lamaz class, Rocky and Adrian are in this big Lamaz class and they're. Conversation, which is loving and and they're not arguing, but mm-hmm. they're talking a little bit louder, and so they're disrupting the class. And the Lamaz coach is trying to, and Rocky is "Oh wait a minute, you know, I just got to work on this." And he's interrupting, and then he goes back to the. It's just it would be a scene to see Rocky doing Lamas I, I, I,
0: I can't even picture it. I just, I mean, I'm I'm sure he can pull it off. But I don't I think know. he could.
1: I wonder if it got filmed.
0: That's what I would love to see. I, if That's it got filmed. Yeah. 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 And,
1: and I know Sly did mention to me uh, a while back that there were, there was a lot he cut because he felt it was slowing the movie down. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, this is one I would demand he put back in the movie. I think this would have made, uh, this would have even heightened Rocky II yeah rocky walks the city with butkus at various locations the rocky steps the river uh the there's a little park where he Mm -hmm. butkus lays down and rocky Mm -hmm. puts his head on him and he has these deep conversations with butkus because this is the only person he could talk to so Paulie's an idiot adrian's (laughs) back working again so he's roaming the city like this lost warrior yeah and i thought oh man i and i know that was filmed because I have stills of what the script described.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have pictures of that. I have Rocky and Butkus walking by the river, walking at Fairmount Park at the steps. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they they were filmed. Um and then of course, Sly just had a, a conversation the other day with him. The jacket, the tiger jacket. I I knew this about the jacket, but I kind of forgot it and it got morphed into another story that I heard. And it turns out Stallone was in New York city right before uh, filming a Rocky two and him and his brother went to a punk rock shop and they see this silk tiger jacket and the bracelet. Yeah. And, and that's where that came from. There was only one made. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And the unique thing is that he then goes to get the collar for Butkus. So they are like inseparable. That's how close they're dressing alike. Now that's how close Rocky <laughs> and Butkus were. That's and and, I, and he has this great talk with Butkus and he says, Oh, Butkus, you know, it's important to re- stay in your zone. It's important to know, like, I'm a great fighter, right? You're a great right. Barker. He goes like, Butkus, <laughs> you'd never try to meow. He goes, go ahead, Butkus, try to meow. See, you can't meow. <laughs> You're not a good me hour. In other words, buckets could never pretend to be a cat. And I thought stuff like that. I love that. Yeah. All right. Uh, getting down <laughs> to my last three. Uh oh, here's one. Uh, when things are starting to go and go bad for the Balboas, Rocky gets served papers by the bank to vacate his house. So oh. uh Rocky's got to get the bad news to Adrian, and Rocky goes to the bank and he leans tough on the bank guy, and it's a it's a great scene. It, it went back and forth, and it was really, really uh a good mm-hmm. scene. Rocky gives Rocky gives a good speech, but I think I understand why Sly pulled it because Rocky was a little too. I don't want to say Rocky was a thug but he had like a pinky toe in the Mm. thug water, you Mm -hmm. know? And I Mm -hmm. think, Sly was like, "Mm, I don't know if that's kind of the message I want Rocky to be seen. So I think it was, I think that was the right call to pull that.
0: Right. Especially for Rocky too. And being, becoming the family man and you know,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, Rocky arrives just after father Carmine's blessing. And Mickey says, I'll break your head. You're late. (laughs) And Apollo sticks his head out the door and and asks Mickey, um, "I'd like to talk with the stallion here." And of course, Mickey doesn't like that. He yells and rants and raves. And Rocky says it's okay. So uh, he says that he's sorry to Rocky about all the negative press. There was a lot more of Apollo being negative, not okay. only negative press towards Rocky, but. I see. Apollo and his wife arguing with each other. There was a right. lot more of that. And we, I mm-hmm. obviously we didn't need that. We knew Apollo was angry and upset over her. Mm-hmm. So he apologizes about the bad press. And he, he said, um, he, te- he tells Rocky, I hope you don't get hurt tonight. That's not my intention, but I am going for the quick knockout. And Rocky replies, I'm going for the knockout too. So, you know, good luck Apollo. So he goes back inside to the, to the locker room and Mickey goes, what the hell did he talk about? Well, you know, life in general, you know, sparing mickey any type of worry yeah um there was a lot of there was a lot more talk between rocky and mickey um in the opening uh Mm -hmm. of the fight as they're walking to the fight and here's something that's interesting too the fight in the script takes place in october not november because rocky tells mickey yo it's a little hot for october don't you think and (laughs) mickey's like no it's perfect fighting weather perfect don't make my shoulders no you are perfect rock And so there was a lot of that back and forth, and we got some of that in Mm -hmm. in Rocky II. Um, And uh, the one big reveal I found, Juergens was back. Oh. Jeff, I think Jeff Temko. I think I've said his name right. I'm sure Danny Watley will beat me up if I didn't get (laughs) the name right, but I think... Temkin, it's either Temk Temkin. Or...
0: It's Temkin. Temkin. Is it is, yes. is it Temkin? Temkin Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um,
1: you saved me a verbal beatdown from Danny Watley. <laughs> um, Temkin, he was there, but it it was in the original script. It was Jergens comes back, and I thought that was interesting because Apollo says if I'm going to promote this fight myself, we're going to need a lot of my press contacts and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Jergens fit in, but at some point he must have weasled yeah. his way back in, as promoters will do. Yeah, As promoters will do. So that was Rocky Two. I really, um, I really loved re- uh, reading that. I I yeah. found it fascinating, and mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to get our podcast over with today because I'm gonna go put it put the screen up, and I'm gonna watch Rocky Two today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've watched a lot of movies with the scripts. It's very you learn a lot. You know what I mean? You learn a lot about writing and what to do and what not to do, and and how they cut or why they cut. At least you can kind of guess why they might have pulled things out. So I yeah yeah I find that fascinating. Some of the decisions are frustrating because you're like oh why did they pull that scene it would have been great but
1: well stacy yeah. we we have a guest today um and uh, this uh, this young guy yeah. is really uh he is not your typical, and I think, I think he's, he's, he's 26 or he's somewhere between 23 and 27. So I'm going to go, and he's going to correct me when he comes on, but I think <laughs> he's 26 years old, but he's not your average 26 year old, right? This guy is a rapper, a writer, a director, a producer, an actor. He has some serious aspirations. Um, yeah. I got to know him via a gentleman named David Anthony. Mm-hmm. David Anthony was a friend of mine about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, if I had one person on the planet who could do a dead on perfect Sylvester Stallone, it is this guy that um, uh, Kevin and uh, our guest coming up. It, no, it knows it's David Anthony. This guy oh. was so skilled in voice acting. I mean, he's he, he was the best Sylvester Stallone voice I have ever heard from anyone.
0: Oh Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And so. Uh, David had a son, and the son and and our guest they were friends, and okay. that's how I kind of got to know uh, to our know guest. Him. And okay. our guest is Kevin Sabo, and is he here?
0: He's here he is, ready to All go. Right. Here right. he comes.
1: Hang on. Hey, Kevin,
2: how are you? Hi, Stacy, Mike. Thank you guys for having me on.
1: Kevin, how old are you?
2: Twenty six in a couple of days.
1: Yes, I knew. Yeah. It. The problem I have, Kevin, you'll probably get here um in time you you tend i tend to like forget things just with age i have limited brain room here so (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i nailed your your your
2: birthday well you know what the funny thing with older entertainment fans is you get one of two things you get oh you're a young guy that can go back a ways with entertainment and that's great or you there's still older guys that take a kid my age who's enthusiastic about retro entertainment, right. but they're, but they're not enthused that you're enthused enthused. They'll say, uh, well, what do you know about that? What do you, what do you, what do you know about Rocky? You weren't alive. I'm like, I understand, but the DVD still exists.
1: Right. Right. I'm you, caught up.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Stacy. No, you,
1: and, and here's the thing. I'm so glad you were able to squeeze us into your schedule. I know you're a busy guy. You know, you, you really are one of these, um, rocky fans that has a a a great knowledge of the fact a great love
2: and respect of it what is your favorite rocky and why my favorite rocky is rocky balboa not just because it must be weird for you guys to understand that that's my childhood no not at all i get it so it's weird balboa is my I'm 10 when Balboa comes out. And then my teen years is expendables and bullet to the head and escape plan. So it's weird that like, that's my era of Stallone movies, but I had just got familiar with Rocky right as Sly is making Balboa. So it was like Mm -hmm. perfect timing. And I had no knowledge of the fact that basically at that point in time, Stallone had become irrelevant in the movies and this was his yeah. comeback. I just knew it was another Rocky. And I think yeah, for the most weird. part, that's how uh, that's how the mainstream audience took it Also, they didn't take it as, oh, Stallone's making a comeback. They were just like, another Rocky, we're down. Where, whereas it, the studios didn't think that was going to be the case. I think the audience thought, thought that that was the case. It's like, oh, okay, another, another Rocky. We're not going to reject it. We're going to go see right. it. Right? And so, yeah, Balboa is my favorite because of the – nostalgia it possesses for the entire franchise in a conclusive way i I guess excluding five for obvious reasons but i had never quite seen a sequel that that recaptured the original in the way it does the essence of it the spirit of it Mm -hmm. in in the way that balboa did balboa was just some may say that rocky 2 is like a perfect sequel in the way that it's has a similar tonality to the original, but yeah. I, I got to say Balboa is, is like the ultimate, uh, that's the ultimate Rocky sequel. Oh, the self and the self awareness of it. I'm tripping up on sure. my, my ideas here, but the, pretty that's much, right. pretty much the self awareness of Balboa that it wasn't, it wasn't, we're just going to beat a dead horse. It was very self-aware. The age factor is part of the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like when when the audience wanted to laugh that he's still going to do this at 59, it, it, right. it's not to say the movie's laughing with you, but the movie is self-aware that that is the theme, that as you age, are you going to give up on everything that you were in your prime? And I just, I just think that's so special because like Sly said when he was promoting that film, that's a journey we're all going to cross, yeah. all of us at whatever point, even, you know, just because I'm younger than you guys doesn't mean that I won't get to that point as well, where it's of course. like, okay, you're getting up there in age and is everything you were in your prime dead. Some of us can't let go of that easily. Like I, I have seen yeah. the people in my life that reach a certain age and are quite confident in saying, this is what I was in my prime. And that's well over with. And then, and then I, I don't know, I can, I, I see, I see myself aging that way being like, yeah, sly, yeah. which is being like sly, which is just, uh, my prime is still my identity, and that's how I perceive Stallone yeah, as a person. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, Stallone, even at seventy six, mm-hmm. exudes this idea that no, my prime is is sort of still my identity. Rocky, Rambo, everything that's that's still me. None of that is like, you know, I'm I'm the older fellow that's left that behind, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's all pretty encaptured in Balboa, Creed, and pretty much uh, Balboa, Creed, and Creed two are are kind of like its own new trilogy, basically.
1: I also think, yeah, I think you're onto something there because I, I think too, uh, Sly does represent that very, very much so identity wise, but I also think he represents reinventing yourself uh, because to stay relevant for five and a half decades is is to me, yeah. it's amazing to, to be that when you look at all the other stars uh, that are out there that have come and gone, it and the young ones that are coming up today uh, who like when Sylvester Stallone finally calls it quits and he's just, you know, living on a, on a catamaran out in the Bay in in, in mm-hmm. Florida. What who will be the new Sylvester? Right. Who is going to be that type that because Sly is so he's so versatile now, yes, the, the last half of his career he did a lot of action. Yes. But that's not how he came into the business. Of course, he came in with, with the acting. And, and of course, you know, Rocky, uh, proved that and should have won an Oscar. Kev, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you what, how did Rocky Balboa inspire you? What, what did Rocky Balboa <laughs> inspire you to do with your life?
2: Uh, in my, in my filmmaking career, expendables expired me more than anything. That's for different. That's, that's for that's different re, That's for different reasons. But the, As a filmmaker, the spirit of how these films get made, for one, and that's the chaos factor in a controlled (laughs) manner, which is very, very important when you're making films. Like you guys talked about the deleted scenes and and what did or did not make it into a film. Uh, Learning to work on the fly, which creates an authenticity, is huge as a filmmaker. And I was able to absorb all that from the Rocky films because – Essentially, when you when you write a film, if you go into it thinking clearly, as the Rocky films have shown, whether you have a major budget or you have a small budget, like the kind of films I make, I'll make a film on 10 grand or so. But if you go into it thinking that you're going to capture everything that was in that script line for line, scene by scene, block by block, and you're going to be crushed if you can't if you can't bring all that to life, that's what I would pin the uh, ultra film school college student artist type that's like no 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 it has to be exactly as it is on the page but what stallone taught me is there's a great magic in working on the fly like okay we lost a location we lost an actor we lost extras basically mm-hmm. like the ice rink scene being right. a great yeah. example of that that was supposed to be flooded with extras and they said right. hey we got we got no extras but we got an ice rink and look at the scene that it created so yeah. i think you yeah. see a lot of that in stallone's films both current and past and and the rocky franchise and there's There's an authenticity that that brings and so i I took a lot from that then later on in my life when i actually started making my own feature films i wasn't gonna wait on the industry i had no dream of going and auditioning in hollywood and and trying to be something Mm -hmm. that I, i couldn't be or or try to fit a mold that i probably couldn't fit i was like nah, i'll just i'll just i'll just do my own films expendables inspired me greatly because let's say harsh critics will say that expendables are like nothing but dumb action movies Because I'm a filmmaker, I could see the brilliance that they can't see in Expendables. And the brilliance in Expendables is Stallone devised a way to have, what, 10, 12 characters and divide screen time for each of them in a way that makes sense, in a way where it becomes mathematical. So, Mm -hmm. And also in that same work with what you got attitude. So even though he was able to pull together all those stars... He gets Mickey Rourke, and it's like, great, we have Mickey Rourke. Well, we, we don't really have them, though. We have, we have them for two days. What can you do yeah. with two days? So he takes two days, and he spaces it out in a way where it feels like Mickey Rourke is, yeah, actively, the whole time. A, yeah, mm-hmm. is actively a part of the film mm-hmm. when he's really just the guy that has three scenes. But the way in which that's dispersed evenly throughout the film makes right. it feel like he's more of a main character. And so I took that greatly working on my first indie film because – I was dealing with that same kind of situation and worse. I had people that were like, kid, we're, you're not worthy of more than two days of my time. You know, I'll be on a Hollywood movie set one day. Then I got to come film with a, you know, with a 22 year old kid in Connecticut. I'll give you two days and that's all you got. And so I'm thinking of the same sort of scenario. I'm like, okay, if we could do four scenes in two days, then we disperse those scenes out evenly. Now, you know, the, the actors that did those scenes for me were surprised to find out they're a main character in my film. Cause they think they only did two days.
1: Right, 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 right see that's that's the thing you have such a a wide breadth of, yes. <laughs> of I think experience. that's why i I said you are not a typical twenty six year old in this realm. you are a much older. I think, um, to a degree wiser person than your average 26 year old, at least in this sphere, <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never had dinner with you. So I don't know if you dropped your food all over the place or what, <laughs> but when it comes to this, you are in the upper echelon of, of older fans and you can relate to them. And that's one of the things I, I a long time ago, I, I noticed that about you. Uh, one <laughs> of the things that. I want to ask you about too, I'm going to kind of jump all over. Cause I have, there's a lot of things I want to get to with you, but I have this other idea that I'd like to bring you back as well for two or three segments uh, through uh, over the next month or, or month and a half because there's a lot of things I know you. I know how much you have to say, and I don't want to cut that short. I want the audience to hear that no, because it, it, it's fascinating, and I love getting into that the weeds, as we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things I, I want to talk to you about is the Rocky video games. What's your thoughts on them? So I did a not the Creed, of- just the rock, because I haven't seen the Creed one yet.
2: Yeah. If anybody watching this wants to move around YouTube a little bit, if you type in my YouTube channel, Savo Central, you'll find mm-hmm. a variety of strange things. But w- one, of <laughs> is, uh, one of the videos you might find is one of the videos you might find is I actually did this 15 minute video in which I ran through every single video game ever based on a Stallone movie, and I reviewed <laughs> all of them. And I'm not a crazy video game guy. I'm like a I'm like a nerd about two, three games in existence and, and that's it. But I, I I'll play a video game once every two years. But what I will say is that PlayStation 2 Rocky game really, really was a worthy effort because it really does look just like the movies and it adds scenes that that weren't in the films just for extra dramatic effect. Yeah. But I that that's the most attractive to me the PlayStation 2 Rocky games because I think one of them's called Rocky Legends yeah. and you get to like play Rocky in the fight against Tommy Gunn, and it looks yeah, just yes. like and it looks just like the flick. So I, I definitely think that those were cool. I'm trying to think of the other ones. The, sure. My ahead. one, the one favorite I loved about the
1: game that I played is <laughs> the only game I have. Well, I have that, and I have Jaws. You could be the shark and eat fishermen, and it's great. But. Uh, rocky you could be the rocky statue and you can fight Mickey or the rocky statue can like it comes off the stand and you can fight Drago um, and when it when it hits it's like what brass <laughs> uh, that clanging sound would make when it punches and you he can't hit. beat the statue the statue is unbeatable it, oh. it was it's so fun it's crazy.
2: Oh no, kidding! Yeah, one of the ones that I threw into that uh, equation was uh, I came across this game where you can play as Drago just walking through the street like a side-scrolling Nintendo game, just beating people up, and then they beat, and they and they and they bleed <laughs> profusely. Crazy. It's not really? really like it's not. I don't even think it's in the Rocky realm. It's just Drago hitting people and and they bleed like crazy, and it looks like a Nintendo game. I don't know if it was independently developed, but I got a kick out of that.
1: It's, yeah. I'll tell you what the, the games even the and I know the Rocky games came out years ago at that point they were so much more advanced than the cliffhanger game that came out you remember I don't know if you yeah I still
2: I still have cliffhanger cliffhanger is kind of boring I think that yeah. the, the point of the reason I made that video is it, it, it's interesting that Stallone movies were never really adapted into any good video games most cinema yeah. wasn't adapted into good video games especially in like the Nintendo Super Nintendo era. But there were, I, I, there's got to be more Schwarzenegger games that are that are at least a little bit more playable than Stallone games. But yeah, you, yeah, you'd think for such action flicks, you'd right. have a better selection of games. And basically, what I what I ended up boiling it down to is the only ones that are playable is that Rocky Legends game. And then there was a Judge Dread game on Super Nintendo yeah, yeah. that's really good. But mm-hmm. I said in the video, I don't know if you could count that as a Stallone game because Judge Dread's based on a comic. In my world, yeah. I would have never known what Judge Dread is. Oh, really? I, would you have known about Judge Dredd if it weren't for Stallone? Um, okay, so here's the, no. only, uh,
1: the only way I knew about Judge Dredd ahead of time is because I had collected the Judge Dredd comics before <laughs> Sly made it. Uh, uh, 2000 AD comics is what they, they were out of the UK, and my comic book shop, um, in the mid nineties is when I got back into, when I was in the police academy, I started collecting, it was right around the, the death of Superman. And I had gotten back into collecting Superman comics. And, uh, the guy had a 2000 AD comic. They were big. They were like this big, this wide. And, uh, he, I was just looking at it and he goes, ah, oh, it's from the UK. We have it flown in, you know, once a month, whatever. And, uh, I, just, I was like, wow, this is, it's kind of cool. And that was my first intro to judge dread. I didn't, I didn't buy it. Until Sly did Judge Dredd. So on that point, you have a valid point there. Uh, And then and then how about Bullet to the Head is based on a French comic? I gotta tell you, I liked the comic I have the comic upstairs. I like the comic better than the movie. I was not a fan of Bullet to the Head. I wish I had a bullet to the head
2: at uh, the movie. How well, yeah, but how about his his physique in that? Film?
1: Oh, it's crazy. He's crazy. and he's he's crazy good in everything. Sly himself is very good. I don't know what happens. I know that the d- director did Warriors, and and that was a great movie and all that. But I don't know. It just it didn't gel. The bullet to the head. I mean, I'll put it to you this way,
2: Kevin. There's no Bullet to the Head tour. Okay, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where, where would you be taking them? Throughout New Orleans? or New Louisiana Orleans, right. Or it, exactly. exactly. Well, I, I, I'll tell you one thing, and if you actually guys don't mind me asking you a question, I don't know if sure. either of you have a favorite movie that you enjoy observing Stallone's performance in, even if it's not a great flick. And for me, it's Bullet to the Head. Bullet to the Head is not a good flick. But I, I enjoy him in that because yeah. it's, I don't want to say it's a unique performance, but it's him being a, like kind of like, almost a, a, as close as he ever really got to being a, a real bad guy in cinema. Right. And he's a real nasty dude in that movie. And it's, and it's pretty authentic. What I like about it is, uh, when I don't enjoy Stallone, it's, it's for the same reasons that the audience don't enjoy Stallone. Yeah. And that's when he is to be specific about it, overly authoritative and okay. shouty, uh, mm-hmm. you know, judge dredd ish. Um, gotcha. but so, but what, what I liked about bullet to the head is he was, you know, angry nasty threatening but in a in a more calm demeanor yeah there's nothing yeah. there was there was nothing overly expressive and i was like That's a pretty badass character for such a like uh you know a strange flick and yeah. and by uh and by homeboy that did the warriors too i expected so much more
1: right yeah yeah walter um
2: Walter Hill, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. it. That's it. Stacey, yeah. do, you have a, do you have a particular to Kevin's question? Do you have a particular? <laughs> I movie do. do like? I
0: like uh, detox or ICU. I thought he did oh, yeah. really, love, really well. I in love that. detox. Yeah, and it's it's a very different role for him, and I I'm assuming that's why he picked it on purpose. And I I was like, and he shares the screen very evenly with all the other characters, and it's I don't know. I walked away from that saying, if anyone ever says he can't act. They don't know what they're talking about because I thought his acting performance in that was fabulous.
2: Well, well, when you're an actor watching Stallone, you're an actor observing another actor. So yeah. when you're an actor, you're constantly working on technique, reaction, ways of staying in the moment. Right. And the more I worked on acting technique for my own films, the more I started noticing acting technique in Stallone movies that people don't see or that okay. the audience wouldn't recognize like if you take mm-hmm. for example i got a, I have a, a retrospective on the entire expendables series by the way and and i touched on the fact that when it's an actor observing another actor you don't just see a gunslinging badass cuz the way the right. audience or the way the critics judge right, and in, and in some sense the audience is mm-hmm. if, if stallone's playing a gun wielding badass that's not good acting. Surely, in the realm of perfect cinema, that could never be good acting. But when I see Sly play Barney Ross, at least in the first one, I I notice the demeanor of always being observant to threat because he's a trained killer and mm-hmm. threat is all around him. So again, I like the the calm, laid back demeanor. There's a few jokes, but but not as many jokes as there are in the other Expendables films. But I notice an on guard, tense, always observant and on the look for threat yeah. kind of vibe with St- with Stallone in that movie. But it but it's in a subtlety. Right, uh, but right, that's—I right. feel like that's something an actor, or someone who is not an actor, wouldn't pick up on. They'd just be like, "Oh, he's being tough again, right?" I'm right. like, right. "I'm like, yeah, but not that's the reason for it. Yeah, yeah. but not in an overly in an overly expressive way." Uh, real quick, I do want to say, I think in his later years, I want to say post yeah. Creed, I think Creed awakens something in Sly. I swear, I because I, I think there's there's been eras of his career where he didn't take himself seriously as an actor. It just took himself as a, as a seriously as a filmmaker more than an actor. But yeah. I swear Creed awakened something in Sly because I think hmm. everything he's done after that, I see so much tensity in his eyes in Rambo and right. even in those escape plan movies that really only did well overseas. They're like direct-to-DVD over here, the, the yeah. escape plan sequels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was watching one of those escape plan sequels and I'm like, you know, he's just sleepwalking through this to make a paycheck because they don't they don't do anything in the states, they're direct to DVD in the states. I think they actually do theaters in China and things like that. But but I'm still watching this, like I still I still see the tensity there. And uh and and whether you know you like the fifth Rambo or not, I know a lot of people didn't. I still like the tensity is oh, so yeah. Sure. yes. Yeah, he's I can't wait to see what he does next because I just think he's in a he's in a different zone in his older age.
1: Well, this yeah. Tulsa King, I I'm so excited about this. I really, I really am. And it's, I know we're getting off this the Rocky. Subject, no, that's but, fine. My bad, but but fine. the, no, t- the Tulsa, the Tulsa King is really uh, something that I know it's something that moves him greatly. I mean, yeah. this is written for him. So I, I, it, I'm sure he's feeling pressure. I, I don't doubt it. He must be because this is a, he's got to be in Oklahoma for six months filming 10 episodes. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's a lot.
2: Yeah, well, well, look at look at how important subtlety is in dramatic acting. And Balboa in Rocky Six, yeah, he he cries like a a nervous breakdown kind of crying, tears yeah. pouring, you know, sniffling, holding back tears, which you know, you any, you know, anytime you see an actor that can really pull off crying, you're like, wow, he's got some chops. But nobody looks back at that flick and and, and particularly says that was like a, a standout performance. Yeah. Creed. Every emotional scene, Rocky looks like he wants to cry. He's holding back tears, but he doesn't cry. And somehow, you see how that subtlety really strikes people sometimes more than being overly expressive. Whereas, like, I don't think I could cry like like Slide did in in Balboa, but right. but that but that always on the verge of emotional breakdown yeah. is what it seems like in Creed. But but reserving it, it, it that's that said a lot more to everybody. They were like, sure. wow, the, the intensity in his eyes. What did what were your
1: thoughts on the director's cut of Rocky Four in November? Ah, uh, yes. You want to go first, Stacy?
2: <laughs>
1: <Or laughs>
0: no, did you already, I, did you oh, already no,
2: touch we, on that before? We,
0: we did. We had a whole episode on that. <sighs> but I do like this question for our it's, guests.
2: I gotta be honest, I really didn't know what to make of it. I, I, sure. I had suspected that there couldn't possibly be that much extra footage to to concoct a totally different film. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see you know the added scenes and that's about how i felt about it to to be honest with you i I had nothing stood out to me in a way that i was like wow this is vastly different than the other ones the whole conversation surrounding it really made me realize wow that that flick that really is very different from just about all the other rockies but it was so 80s yeah it's that it's Rocky Four is almost grouped in with those like spectacular, big, supercharged 80s culture movies yeah. than it is with the Rocky series. It's almost mm-hmm. like the Rocky series seems to be a different conversation from Rocky Four. Rocky Four, I think it's that'll get thrown in a conversation in the same manner of like Back to the Future and, yeah, and, and whatever big 80s thing, you I know, w- was happening. It's, it's like Def Leppard, Back to the Future, Rocky Four, this, <laughs> that, and the third, you name it. Uh, so, yeah, it is, it is really different. And I, I didn't know if Sly could actually make it feel more like the rest of the flicks, and I I could see he slowed the pace where he could, but um I don't know I, I didn't really take anything uh, extraordinary out of it to be honest with you. Rocky Five, you're directing it. What do you do
0: differently? <laughs> oh, good question. Oh,
2: it's more about how I would have written it differently. Let's hear it. Yeah. And, well, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think Rocky Five is a bad flick at all. I really. agree. Uh, I agree it's what it has to live up to that makes it bad because it, it follows all these other great flicks. But what I think the, the main thing about Rocky five that I don't think many people could put their finger on why they dislike it. Some people say it's, it's always, oh, he didn't fight in the ring. And uh, I've heard some people make the argument. Do you think if he, if he fought Tommy Gunn in the ring, it would have made all the difference because it would have felt more like a Rocky flick. And I don't think it's any of that. I think it was watching Rocky be played a fool is the most disturbing thing about Rocky five. Yeah. Watching Rocky get get played by this promoter and this young kid and not really have a, a real resolve. There's no real resolution where a, at the end of the day he beats up Tommy Gunn and it was awesome. I mean, it's a great scene, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't really win anything in the end. But the interesting thing about Rocky five is, you know, you mentioned Dave earlier, Dave and I did a skit back in the day where he could do all the voices. So he did a skit yeah. where Al Pacino makes a time machine. And Sly says, I'm going to go back in time and stop myself from making Rocky Five. And then That's when he comes crazy. back to the present, it turns out Joe Pesci made the expendables instead of him. Cause if he had never made Rocky Five, he would have no basis for Rocky Balboa, then no Rambo, then no expendables. So I think looking back, Sly got a. So I got to look at that as, yeah, you took the hit for the time being. Nobody wanted to see Rocky films for 10 years. Fine. We don't need a Rocky film for 10 yeah. years. We needed it 15 years later. And then we get Balboa and Creed and Creed two. And that had to ride off of Rocky, making it back to his roots. So at least it brought him back there. But, um, but would you agree with that? That basically watching Rocky be played a fool is kind of like the, basically the worst part of that movie. See, stacy you go first yeah i have have a little different answer on that
1: okay you know
0: it's funny kevin that is that rings with me a hundred percent i just i that bothers me and he it's like he never really manages to get through to the kid and it's like tommy gunn doesn't ever arrive at this new improved human and you know what i mean you i just think it would have been nice if if somehow he figures something out. Um, I absolutely agree with that for me, Rocky five, the most important thing was his relationship with his son and mm-hmm. that he was misprioritizing, uh, his priorities it were, were messed up and he was putting all his energy in the wrong place. And for me, that's Rocky's growth in that segment. You know what I'm saying of the series? And, and I, that was my favorite part anything yeah yeah you actually made me
2: think of another thing before mike goes it's a real dilemma to want to hold on to your career so bad that you want to see it in a younger person and you want to maybe you could be a part of a a younger person's success and that makes Mm -hmm. up for the fact that you can no longer fight yeah but for it to come but for it to come at the price of neglecting the people that mean the most to him adrian his kid Mm -hmm. all of that felt like that's not something the character would do right and i i think that is actually the worst part about rocky five it's not the fact that he didn't fight in the ring it's not the fact that there's hip-hop music in it it's that is what it is to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: i yeah. neither one of you are wrong <laughs> I, I
1: i'm i'm not disagreeing with either one of you um because if that's how you feel how can that be wrong i mean <laughs> you can't you can't be wrong that's how you feel for me um, we are I'm a big believer in uh, saying that we are the sum total of our life experiences. Mm-hmm. So wherever you are, whether it's a job, whether you're meeting new friends, whether you're seeing a movie or eating a new dinner or whatever, uh, a new restaurant, you know, you you have your whole life is judging that moment, so to speak. What I brought with me to Rocky five was all the crap and all the I was played a fool. Cool. I acted mm-hmm. a fool, but mm-hmm. I was played a fool by a lot of people growing up. And even as an adult, it never, I mean, it's uh, let's listen. I'm a big bullseye. For that. So <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. But I was living vicariously through Rocky in Rocky five when he was being made a fool of, and, and, and even some of the deleted scenes we didn't see when he yeah. tells the pancake story in the bar. I mean, that's even more horrible. I wish that was in the movie. Um, I said, ah, that's me. There I am. Yeah. Only Rocky gets to have revenge. He gets to beat all of the naysayers up in the street, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. And I couldn't beat up my entire graduating high school class. So I had to let that go. We can make but, it happen. Let's make yeah, it happen. I mean, let's make it happen. <laughs> the three of us will just go right now. We'll go expendables <laughs> on them. But that's the thing. When I when I saw that, I I liked that because. And the reason I liked it, not that I want to see Rocky get beat up, but because I can relate to it in my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys are completely dead on correct. There's nothing wrong with what you said. I, and I, I think that's another metaphor that Sly has put out there for us. And the other thing I thought that hurt uh, Rocky 5, um, I, m- maybe the portrayal, the way Sly portrayed brain damage, I think – A lot of people weren't sure how to interpret that. Mm -hmm. And, but the biggest, the biggest, and I'm not, I'm not complaining about Sly's choice at that. I I mean, I love that, but I'm just saying the biggest problem I think I had was the fact that halfway through filming, they're filming the movie with the death of Rocky. So the lines, the musical Mm. keys, everything that's being. And then all of a sudden, like Sly says on that new interview last week that came out, He's yeah. an employee of Rocky. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he owns nothing. So when the producers say, Sly, you know what? I know we all got back together because we agreed we're going to kill Rocky, but you know what? Not happening. You don't oh. kill James Bond. You don't kill Frankenstein. You don't kill Rocky. And right. that's it. So now they're in Philadelphia for a month. They're filming going down this road. Now they got to change horse midstream and they got to go somewhere else. And now Stallone's got to rewrite it. And he's like, Jesus, we all came together. So Mm -hmm. I think that also hurt it. Now, I think the three of us are very glad and very grateful they kept Rocky alive. Oh, god. And I'm, I think Sly is very grateful that they kept yeah. Sly, uh, kept Rocky alive. You know, Sly wanted to branch out and go do comedy, which I love his comedies. By the way, I, I, I do. You're cute. Rhin-
0: Some of them are really cute.
1: Yeah. I, I can still sing the words to the songs in Rhinestone that he sings. <laughs> it's,
2: you ought to see when I get drunk
1: and sing. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Just, well, just hit record. We just want to yeah, see it. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, you raise a good point. I didn't think about that, that that kind of ruined the vibe of the film, didn't it? That everything you're you're seeing is supposed to be leading towards yeah. Rocky's demise and they and have to he... shift gears. So, yeah, that you know, firsthand, some... Kev,
1: you you know, firsthand, if if someone told you in the middle of the opener that you ah, can't do it this way no more, we got to do it this way. Oh, like,
2: certainly. Yeah, certainly. If it had to be a completely different ending, I mean, changing endings usually—you usually change endings like the last scene where everybody gives their hugs and goodbyes, not the sure. climax. You don't change the climax, which yeah. is about essentially what we're talking about with the way the the fight with Tommy Gunn ends. And I, I, yeah, I yeah. suppose it was supposed to end in him in him dying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't really know what Sly was thinking throughout all of Rocky Five. I think that that he was, that was the peak of him being like a celebrity celebrity Could i think be. that's when he was the most celebrity minded and mm-hmm. you can obviously see that getting knocked down a couple notches and being in direct-to-dvd hell for so many years is where all the brilliance came back that's where all the brilliant ideas came back because it actually brought you it seems like it actually brought him back to his humble roots where nobody yeah. believes in him again and making balboa is like making the original nobody wants to do it whereas kind of seem like Rocky five he's he's at like peak celebrity status yeah. and he's playing a guy who's been reduced to nothing and he's living back in his old neighborhood exactly which is like a little bit of a disconnect, right? Kev, before, before we, um, uh, I, I hate
1: wrapping up with you, man. I, I could talk and that's why yeah, I, um, I, I, I uh, Stacy, I, I was telling Stacy a lot about you before yeah. throughout the week. And yeah. uh, Kevin is a very easy interview because he does very. a lot of the heavy lifting. He has a lot oh, of knowledge and he really, he makes our job a lot easier. So I would, I want to bring Kevin back for, um, several, um, kind of like maybe, I don't know, Stacy. you know, we're, we're coming up with new ideas and I want to yeah. have like a little you know, chat with Kevin type thing, commentary you know I mean? in it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah because yeah. Because, I, because I think people will really relate to it. Um, The two things I well, one last thing I want to talk about and then i want to ask you a question if St- after Stacey has any questions for you. Um, The documentary of the remake the re-editing of Rocky Ford. Did you see that?
2: Oh, of course. Yeah, I like that better than the re-edit of Rocky Ford. Do,
1: <laughs> you know what I, I and I love the reedited for, I, I, I mean, it, it was d- definitely more down my, my liking of a Rocky movie, but I loved what Hertzfeld did with the, with an Apple iPhone and yeah. recorded slide an hour and a half going through this. Give me your thoughts on that.
2: Oh, it, it was, it was great. It was actually great to see how much intent goes into a reedit, you know, something, yes. the way we perceive reedits, bonus features, uh, new editions of a film with the, with the cut scenes reestablished in the film, we kind of look at that as just like, for the most part, I think the viewing audience just views that as like, oh, that's a nice special bonus DVD. And you don't ever think that any kind of heart goes into that. And maybe in most cases it doesn't, maybe that's just, you know, a cash grab for studios. It's like, oh, we can continue to re in in a way, remake a film or, or, or repackage it. And that's more DVD sales. So that's usually the way that's thought of. So to actually see like all the intent behind it, was was really great and anytime i can listen to stallone just talk for a a long (laughs) for a long extended period of time uh, i'm all in so yeah Yeah. that was that was fascinating and interesting and i always love there's every time he tells a story. There's more and more behind the scenes stuff that I didn't know about. Like you know, yeah, you, you guys right. know. You you think you know it all. You think you've right. heard it all. Oh yeah. And, and certainly we know most. than like you know, the general public knows at least yeah, you yeah, know yeah. The, the story of how he made Rocky, and we know all the intricacies of everything that went on behind every movie. But he always ends up mm-hmm. citing a story that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that happened either. So yeah, I I thought that was excellent. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> that.
1: He had so much editing to do. I love the fact I had a conversation with John Rivoli about this uh, a few months back. You know, there's that scene where Stallone's watching Apollo during the Drago fight raise his hand and there's a glove, then there's no glove, right? And yep. he goes, Oh my God. He goes, I never realized that. I none of us him. did. Right? They, uh, so he, he goes, <laughs> How did I never notice that? So he, he said, Oh, I'll have to fix that. And at the premiere, he never it's fixes there. it. It's it's still there. <laughs> it, the hand, so Stallone never takes out the naked hand with no glove. And right. I'm like, what happens? And then, so I, uh, I after talking to Rivoli, I was talking to uh Derek, and Derek, of course, edited it and put that all together. They didn't.
2: They didn't have the take, did they?
1: No, they had it, but they, for whatever reason, Derek told me that there was so mm. much editing, it just it slipped through. It slipped through. Oh. It just slipped through. That and it slipped through the first time, and it slipped through the second time. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, it, it's so because he was so keyed in on it. He goes, "I never saw that before. Never realized that." Yeah, oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, Stacy. Before we let Kevin go and we finish out this uh, this little uh, fun little podcast, uh, what do you want to talk about? You got any questions for him?
0: Uh, yeah, I do. I, well, first of all, just it was so interesting. You know, we um, Mike and I grew up with gaining rocky's perspective in real time you know we had to wait from 76 to 79 to Mm -hmm. 82 and and i think the coolest thing about a younger person coming in on it quote unquote late the way you did is you start with rocky balboa and you get to have all that perspective right away and you get to apply that expect pardon me perspective to (laughs) your life as a young person you know what i'm saying so now it's like you have all these tools earlier and so even though you're young you said right at the beginning i know i'm not always going to be this young and one day i'm going to be facing this and facing that and i think having that kind of perspective that rocky taught you as, as such a young person is can only affect your decisions in a very smart and thoughtful way so i think i think that is fabulous actually and i watched the opener i'm sorry oh, wow. did I you? yeah <laughs> Did you watch it? I did watch it. I did watch wow. it. When I, when I like, you know, you checked all the boxes of all the things that we go through. You know, you you were betrayed in that. You know what I'm saying? And then you oh, wow. met an Adrian type girl. You know what I'm saying? And you had the struggle and you didn't feel adequate there. But you, you know, it was like you're round and in the ring. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, you could. And then your Rocky references, of course, I loved. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You checked the boxes of that underdog struggle and so I could see the way you mirrored what you learned from Rocky in, in that storyline. So oh, yeah. I thank, I thank you. Was, yeah, thank thank you so sweet. much. Yeah, thank you welcome. so much. It's
2: it's yeah, people say all the time, well, what is this like bootleg this is like bootleg eight mile? I I'm, I'm like, no, it's like a hip-hop Rocky, is you swap yeah. out instead of a training montage, it's a montage of them making a record. Oh, and then I totally and then it, got it. Yes. Yeah, and then and then yeah. instead of a final battle, it's a final music performance. Yes. Actually, if you really watch that flick, you'll see where. I think what Stallone's done this a lot as you know many many artists do whatever influences you seeps into your subconscious yes. makes it into your own work and then you look back at it and you're like oh my god I look like a plagiarist, but this is just what has been in my subconscious right. there's a there's a moment where the rival rapper steps to me and he says listen you know, when you get out there and you do your thing, there's no reason to do anything more than your performance. Don't throw any shade at me. Don't try to yep. diss me like rappers do. And everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, hey, I'm just coming here to do my thing. I'm you worry h- about here. you. I'll worry about me. And I look back at that scene and I'm like, Christ, that's Mason, the Dixon going up to Rocky yes. saying, hey, there's no reason for either of us to get hurt. You hit me. You hit me low. I'll get you out of there. I'm like, that's exactly what that is. Yeah,
0: but I mean, and that's what I'm True. saying about the the those moments. I was like, oh, my God, it's it. it it was in your bones you could see those lessons were in your bones as you you know went through uh you know your struggle in within the hip-hop scene you know what i'm saying the things that you faced and then you know her showing up in the end i don't know it was just sweet you could just you could feel the uh pace or the i don't know the points were sort of the same
1: you know what i mean and it just yeah was a lot, it was was a lot Thank of the o- so much was a lot yeah. of the opener autobiographical
2: yeah about about 60 percent of it was yeah about 60 percent of it was and then i don't know sometimes i watch it i'm like oh that's not really how i am but yeah it the the kind of like rocky-esque little vibe that's in there is just anybody and their mother could be a rapper these days because the internet (laughs) exists and this is all you need (laughs) this is all you need a laptop and a microphone you don't need to start a band and you could post it right online so because of that anybody that tries their hand at making their own music is seen as a, a wannabe and it's the same thing like Stallone saying, I, I wanna, I just wanna be able to fail on my own terms at whatever it is yeah. I want to do with mm-hmm. myself in my career. And it mm-hmm. was the same thing, it wasn't about a kid trying to be a famous rapper. And I yeah. leave it up to the audience whether or not actually they want to decide he's talented or not. The film isn't to convince you that wow, this kid's talented and he should really have a shot at something. It's neutral to the fact that he just he's just lost and he doesn't really he doesn't really know who he is. All he knows is his identity is attached to his hobby. And so he's taking a shot at something that he thinks is what he is. And he's going to find out whether or not that's actually him or there's a a more of a moral behind it. And Mm -hmm. the moral of the film is not, we're all going to become famous rappers. It's, you know, I tried my, my hand at something that everybody doubted me in. And I think what I learned is look at all the people that stood behind me while going after something that most people think is silly. So yeah. it's just like Stallone said that Rocky could have easily been a football player. It's just mm. boxing made more sense for me. Yeah. You know, it, it that opener could have been a, a kid trying to be an actor and going on, going on auditions, or it could have been a kid in a rock band, but, but doing rap was, was my story. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah.
0: I think the, my favorite scene was right at the end when when the producer calls you and says, "Hey, we're going to sign you on," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I got to go." And then you know you run after the girl, and I was just like, "It's amazing!" Right, that right.
2: That that was the, the moral shift.
0: changed. Exactly. Yes. yes. It, be, it
2: became it became a different moral, and and yeah. also kind of like with Rocky losing the fight to Apollo Creed, but just wanting to be there and wanting to to have his, have his chance there. When, when uh, my character does the final performance in the opener, there's no grand moment. And some people actually told me, shouldn't you have built that up more? Like this is his moment. I'm like, no, it was supposed to be, he's there. He does his performance. And when he steps off stage, he moves into the crowd and the next performer comes up as if he was never really there. Like he had his, he had the audience's attention for about two minutes and, and and then people forget and move on with their evening. And that's it. He was just there to take his shot and then and then move back into obscurity if that's the way it's going. But it wasn't about beating anybody out or a big, big yeah. spectacle. It's just proving yeah. whatever you want to whatever you want to prove to yourself. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for watching it.
0: Oh, you're welcome. It was sweet. It was really sweet. You really checked all the boxes, I thought. Thank,
2: thank you.
1: you. Kev, you've got 30 seconds. You're in an <laughs> elevator with Sylvester Stallone. What do you say to him? oh god i
2: i don't want to meet stallone i'm so scared <laughs> Stay, wait stace have you met him too
0: i have not met him i have okay. not met him i know he knows i exist but i have not met him
2: no. i don't know okay i can't make this question fantasy because i'm just too much of a realistic guy anytime i've met and met celebrities i know that they're like we talked about, Mike, you yeah. know, you could be the uncool guy that's like, your movie saved my life, your record saved my life, my sister loves your stuff, or you could say, you know he's on a time limit. Hey, handshake, thanks for all the years of great work. You know, and if you and, and, and if he's friendly, you got an extra second. Oh, where are you heading next? Where are you doing? Uh, you're out shooting Tulsa King. That's the kind of guy I am around celebrities. Right. I, I right. couldn't, I've met a lot of my favorite celebrities, a lot of my favorite musicians, and that's that's just about the way it's gotcha. always gone down. I would only ever want to meet Sylvester Stallone or have a conversation with him if I had the same kind of opportunity Mike had that I I was able to do either an interview with him or work on some kind of project with him or or, or something to that effect where there's there's a a respect level that yeah you know he, he sees something in you like like he sees something in Mike so when they engage it's more than hey I'd love you to sign this hey I'd love you to know that Rocky inspired me to be masculine and lift weights and it's like oh great like the rest of the world you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm sure you know, I'm sure Sly's got his humble side, but then he's got he's got his uh, he's got his celebrity side and he's got the side of him that remembers being ambushed by every kid that ever grew up, grew up watching Rocky ever. And, uh, yeah, I, I have no fantasy on on running up, uh, running up on Sylvester Stallone with a Sharpie.
1: You never <laughs> you, you never know what's going to happen. You just yeah. don't know. I'm telling you. So <laughs> every once in a while, Sly checks out the show. So who
2: knows? Maybe he'll see you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
1: you just never know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, well, I put it, put it, put it like this. If for, for if for any reason I didn't have a, a pleasant encounter with the guy that like inspired my whole life, then I might have a life crisis. If he yeah. was a little too I busy, know. if he was a little too busy on that occasion, like, Hey kid, I don't really have time for it right now. Then it'd be like, okay, well I have the expendables logo on my back. So, <laughs> right. he now. Like,
1: seriously, he would love that. He would love that. You know, it's it's funny that you do say that, Kev, because uh, when I the first like twelve times I met him, I was in fanboy mode, but yeah. I controlled myself enough that I wasn't obnoxious, and and that always resonated with him. And so I I get that, and that's okay. I think it's okay to be like that. But I, my point is, is that Sly was always. So nice to me Even when I was in fanboy mode He never was rude or ignorant He was just so generous so generous. If, if
2: I could, to, to play more to the, the fantasy part of your question If I could yeah. ask Stallone any question And, and have a conversation with him I would want to know how he deals With always having to battle With the studios to get his films made The way he wants to make them mm-hmm. After he's mm-hmm. proved himself time and time And time again In other words, there's somebody in Hollywood that's had a career as long as Sly that gets a movie grin, gr- green lighted easily. And then here's Sly with every single yep. massively successful film idea he has. He has to fight tooth and nail for it. And he's got to talk this. This guy with a what, 40, 50 year career. Yeah. Of nothing but hits, a hit film in every decade of the past five yeah. decades. And at seventy-five years old, if he has an idea, he's still gotta sit with some young producer, might be my age, talking about, Well, I don't really know, Sly, I don't really know. Uh Whoa. you know, Rocky and Rambo is real. That's so strange to me because I know mm. it's all politics, but certainly. Some there's another famous filmmaker that's getting an easier ride than Sly in Hollywood, where it's oh, like, hey, if he sure. wants to do it, it, yeah, if he wants to do it, it's got to be good because look at his reputation. Right, but right, right. but it it obviously seems like every time Stallone has an idea, the studios battle him on it. But if he wins the battle, he makes the studio a ton of money. Yep. But then some time goes on, his relevance dissipates a little bit. He's got another idea, and suddenly the last billion dollar idea is forgotten about. Yeah, I've never understood that.
1: That's more and that's some of the stuff i want to touch on too we'll get into rocky balboa and how they basically
2: tried to crucify him uh getting it made so
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh kev before we let you go where can people find you yeah
2: uh savo central on youtube my instagram is savo music ct and my film the opener is on a channel called the fellas but if you just punch in the opener kevin savo i released it for free on youtube Ah, uh, but on Sabo Central is where I have my Expendables retrospective, where I go into thirty minute detail of everything you could need to know about the Expendables good movies,
1: stuff. Good
2: and stuff. my yeah, and the the bit where I reviewed all the the Sylvester Stallone video games.
1: Cool. I love it. I might go back and watch that video game thing again. Yeah. I really enjoyed that a lot.
2: <laughs> Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. I definitely Absolutely. love to do this with you guys again. I'll come a little more prepared next time. And uh sorry oh, for over- yeah, yeah,
1: you you were so unprepared, Kev. We had to drag it out of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm uh, sorry for perfect. uh sorry for running over oh, earlier. the clock a little oh bit, yeah, so. yeah no, 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 no. You're great. No, you're good. No,
1: I, I I would like to I, the both of us would like to bring you back for for a couple more episodes to talk about this stuff. Kev, thank you so much, my friend. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care, pal.
0: Take it easy. Bye-bye.
1: I knew we'd be a good guest.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, he has Rocky and Stallone down yeah. like the back yeah. of his hand. It's yeah, like gospel. Knows. You yeah, know what I'm he saying? Knows.
1: He studied it. He knows. He gets it. He understands. Every he nook and it.
0: cranny. And the perspective that he has from yep. Rocky, like I said, and from Stallone's career and different uh, the way Um, he can see the progression of Stallone's acting in different settings. I mean, he has him down like the gospel according to, yes.
1: Don't you think he's far older than 26? Yes.
0: No, you said that. You're like, he's an older soul. That is clear. Yes. yes, He really is. is. Yeah. uh, He's
1: going to be good in the future too. We bring him back in for more stuff. And uh, I, 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 uh, I really appreciate that. So Kev, thank you, my friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, very good this is a good segue because he, you know, we talked about the expendables a little bit. So Stacy expendables for promo yes. poster is out. Yeah. We have, do we have a picture? We show everybody what it looks like. We do. Here it is right there. Now let's take a look at this. <laughs> it says they'll die when they're dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's the tagline. Yeah. Like Rocky was uh, one in a million shot. Well, they'll die they when they're dead, dead. All, right, all right i guess that's,
0: that's, that's accurate that's true <laughs> They'll no, don't, it
1: <laughs> <we don't, laughs> it's true uh so we don't know a lot about the plot about expendables four um i know stallone is in it uh maybe 25 percent of the time 30 percent of the time it's, it's a reduced role i mm-hmm. think he he chose to maybe kind of step back a little bit i think he's passing the torch to statham lee mm-hmm. christmas's character Excuse me, character, mm-hmm. and so that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, what they they have cooked up, whether we'll see Arnold or Bruce or Harrison Ford or whoever's coming back. Yeah. Um, it's always good to see Dolph Lundgren on the screen. Yes. I know he's back. Yes. So that's, gonna, that's always good to see Rocky and Drago fighting together again. Yeah,
0: it's always it's amazing to me to see how healthy and strong they still are, and they're you know they're Crazy. fighting age, and they're yep. still amazing. I just I love that.
1: And me yeah. too. They're uh, you know they're. They really, they're they're human and they're imperfect, but man, have they done some incredible uh, things with their lives that have inspired the rest yeah. of us to continue moving forward? And yeah. it's just, um, it's amazing. For sure. Anyways, yeah. that's all I got, Stacy. Yeah, I don't have anything else.
0: I want to say happy birthday, Talia Shire, which is why I. Hey,
1: to to that's right! A big happy birthday to Talia.
0: <laughs> so nice uh, to see her little face and this. And actually, I am going to be sending Rivoli a little request. I have. The post, the picture of Talia Shire that I pictured uh, posted in the red, that that's the one I would love to see him paint. So Rivoli, if you're listening, I I will be the first one to buy that one. I love that. Yeah. And then Rick Babcock, of course, just so you all know, here he is. Uh, Here he is. Yeah. And this is. uh, at Rocco Bob, right there is where you would order your t-shirts and so forth. And thank God, there's this little wife right in the middle. Her name is Deb. She's adorable. She is uh, checking me. She was like, hey, you misspelled merchandise. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> i corrected it so thank you deb because i hated it she felt bad i'm like no you need to tell me these things i feel so stupid when i do that so now i know how to spell merchandise and uh yeah and what about you tell us about your tour michael
1: i run a little tour called the old philly rocky film tour uh you can find me on instagram you can find me on tiktok which is tiktok rocky t-i-c-k-t talk t okay <laughs> i can't spell you think you can't spell mer- i i can't spell tiktok T I C K T O K. okay tiktok rocky yes um so you can find me over there and they really hate my guts over there tiktok rocky. oh they the. i'm telling you the comments that go on it's unbelievable but over there i do tend to mix it up a lot with the haters and the trolls and it, it's funny uh it's it, very different than my instagram my yes. instagram is very loving and wonderful light. and rocky and light. And it's great. and Rocky facts over there is like Andrew dice. Clay meets. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I get, I get a little bit blue humor and rowdy. It's so all right. check us out there and check in the Rocky files. Keep watching people. Cause we are growing. Stacy, we hit a thousand people. One thousand followers. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you, there are tell you there are some Rocky podcasts out there that have been around a lot longer than us and they don't have quite as much. So, I oh, say. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's, I'm very happy about that. That's Good. Yeah, I'm very, yeah. very happy. I mean, yeah. we're not Joe Rogan numbers yet, but that's OK. That's you know, okay. We, we may or may not get there, but we are having a great time. Anyways, yeah. Stacey, this has been awesome. You know, I enjoy these podcasts more Thank than anything.
0: You. Me, too. Thank you. We have a blast. <laughs>
1: I will see you next week, my friend. See you you next
0: week. Next week. Keep punching. (laughs) Bye bye.